Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there. It's Linda. I hope all is going well in your world. I am so excited to continue and finish our mini-series on writing workshop. I hope you listened to the previous five episodes in this mini-series. In the first, we talked about getting started with the basics of writing workshop and why it is so beneficial for students of all abilities. In the second episode, we focused on what you need to consider when creating units for the year. In the third, we talked about how to create easy and effective mini lessons to teach skills in a way that students will actually apply them. In the fourth, we talked about practicalities of actually running the workshop in your middle school classroom. And in the fifth, we talked extensively about conferencing. If you missed any, you might want to backtrack and give them a listen before moving on to this episode. I'll link them all in the show notes. Today's episode is going to focus on a sometimes neglected and rushed aspect of writing workshop, and that is revision, publishing, and sharing. There's so much I want to tell you, but before we begin, I want to make sure that you know to grab a very valuable freebie. I recently published a course on teaching writing workshop on a platform called Teachable. In case you don't know, Teachable is a place to find courses on anything and everything. And you can earn professional development hours by taking an online course in the comfort of your own home. I am offering the first module which means the first section of my course for free. I am even including the workbook for this portion of the course. I want to offer it for free because I think it's important to see if the course is right for you. I can tell you though the course is right for you if you need to teach writing workshop but either are new or need to revamp what you are doing. So don't forget to grab that freebie that's linked in the course notes. I also want to give you a heads up that I will be attaching another freebie in the show notes to help you with planning your workshops, and I'll be talking more about that as we move along today. Okay, so let's get started with the final touches of your writing workshop. Like I said, This is often overlooked and rushed in the middle school classroom. You get your unit ready, you plan your lessons, you conference with your kids, and now you have a final product. And many teachers stop here. And by the way, no judgment, as I totally get the mad rush and cram curricula we have in our schools. But if you plan for it, you will find this to be such a valuable part of your workshop. So in today's episode, let's talk about four main points. Revision, editing, grading, publishing, and celebrating. 
And by the way, that's five main points, not four. Okay, no matter what unit of writing you are doing, when students have a complete draft, it's time for revision, and revision is our first point. Here are some main ideas to keep in mind when you're talking about revision. You should think of revision and tell your students to think of revision as re-vision. It's not merely editing and rereading without a purpose. Students need clear direction. <laughs> I think that's kind of a, a motto in middle school instruction. Uh, you can't simply ask them to reread and make changes, and they won't know where to begin. And honestly, it's a very tough thing to really teach into. You have to be very clear about it. Plan what you want them to revise before the unit. Some of your mini lessons can be revision mini lessons. For example, if you do a lesson on crafting a great ending, that could be considered revision because what kids will do is look at their ending and through your mini lesson get some ideas on how to change it around and that is a revision. I also find that having some kind of vocabulary mini lesson works really well. For example, it might be a mini lesson on other words for the word said and other overused words for that genre of writing. I actually have a mini lesson on that on my TPT store if you're interested. Instead of just having kids change it on their draft, I usually have them practice in their writer's notebook. For example, I might ask them to rewrite their ending in three specific ways that I've mentioned in my mini lesson and then have them choose the best and revise their piece. Having students work closely with their writing partners is important in this phase. They can bounce ideas off of each other in this part of the writing process. I talked a little bit more about um, writing partners in my other podcast episode, uh, so you might want to check that out as well. You will find that conferencing during the revision process is much more streamlined and it is quite beneficial not only to your students but to you as well. Okay, point number two is editing. Editing is so important. We want our kids to submit their very best work. But how do you go about doing that? Well, here are some tips that I have for you. It might be helpful to have an editing day. You can give kids a general checklist of items. Again, be very specific with your checklist. You will want to consider some of the skills you taught when doing this unit as well. For example, if you're teaching dialogue, you might want correct punctuation of dialogue as part of this checklist. I want to caution you to not try to have kids do every single thing in the world to edit their piece of writing. It becomes way too cumbersome and overwhelming. And if you're just going by what you did in your mini lessons for that unit, that will be enough. 
Okay, we don't want to overwhelm them and we certainly don't want to overwhelm ourselves with it. Okay, if there are a few specifics for that writing unit, I like to have kids go back and highlight just a few items so that they are sure they have them and so that I can easily find them in their writing. For example, I might have kids use a simile in their personal narrative. So the checklist will direct them to highlight the simile in a specific color. Um, don't overuse the highlighting here though. I would pick about three of your main skills to do this. You could consider when you're making that checklist having a two column checklist. One would be for the student and the other for their partner so that they can exchange and reread each other's uh, piece with a purpose. I have also done something where I make editing stations, which I really love as part of my editing day. Um, I have samples and handouts of items such as correct punctuation of dialogue, common grammar errors. And again, pick a few. Remember, the, we're looking for progress, not perfection. Um, I might give them a vocabulary chart with different ideas for the word said or the word good or things like that. Okay, and by the way, I include a sample of the editing checklist I use for personal narratives in my course. When I do this, I prepare this before the unit along with the mini lesson so I know what the focus skills will be. Then I have you do this in the workbook for my course. I do think you would find it helpful if this is listening to the podcast is not sounding tangible enough to understand. And by the way, I totally get that. And just like with your kids, if you're getting most of what I say and not all of it, you're on the right track. Okay, next point is grading. Everybody's favorite thing to do is grading kids' writing, right? Oh, it's definitely the hardest part of being a language arts teacher, in my opinion. Um, so let's talk about it. First of all, kids need to know up front how they will be graded on this piece. It's okay if you're not counting your final piece as an assessment, but if you are, kids should know. I almost always use my final piece as a major assessment grade. Even though they've had help along the way because it is a process piece of writing, that's okay and that's the whole point that you are teaching them ways to improve it and that they're actually implementing it. And by the way, you would think, okay, I told them to do this, to include it. Why should I give them credit for it? I'll tell you right now, kids don't do it all the time and they won't do it unless they're graded at least um, in my district, that seems to be the ultimate motivator is that they will be graded on it. An easy way to do this is to use that checklist that I just talked about and assign a point value to it. And I give this to kids so they know exactly what the grading entails. Then I use that checklist to grade. This type of checklist really streamlines the grading process. I mean, I don't know about you. I have really good focus. But when I'm grading kids writing that isn't always cohesive, my mind starts to scramble. So I find that checklist 
to be a really important thing and I print it and I have it right in front of me as I'm grading. And I'm telling you, I don't think I could grade a hundred essays without it. I just don't think I could do it. So if you're thinking about that checklist, like I said, I have it on my writing workshop course, but if you're thinking about that, let's say dialogue, you've taught dialogue, dialogues on your checklist, maybe you want to assign it 10 points. And you can delineate that further. Maybe you could have, I want you to use two examples of dialogue. You have to punctuate it properly. You have to use it to move the plot along. Something like that so that kids know exactly what you are looking for. And I'm telling you, it will up their writing and it will streamline your time that you spend grading. Okay, now it's time for publishing. Kids need to know that the point of writing is often, not always, but often for that piece to be seen. There are many different ways to publish or showcase student work that depend on the type of unit you are doing. Here are some suggestions that have worked for me over the years. Kids can print their favorite part and hang it on a bulletin board. I'm always amazed when I see people hanging up like an entire writing piece as if somebody's going to stop and, you know, read that whole piece. Pick their best part, their favorite part. And if you want to create a display, I find that to be a much better way to do it. You could compile digital copies from all of your classes. Again, I would recommend doing an excerpt from their piece and not the entire piece because nobody's going to read them. I mean, you as the teacher barely want to read them all and other people are not going to want to read every single word. Another fun thing to do is to post anonymous excerpts or even a one-liner on your Google Classroom or digital learning platform and have your, it available for kids to look at um, at their leisure. You could compile printed copies of a writing piece for your library corner. I will tell you, though, that unless it's something of high interest, like a personal narrative, kids won't, <laughs> they won't want to read it either. So save yourself some time. Don't print everybody's essay and expect kids to go over there and happily read them. But personal narratives are a different story. You could create a document and assign each student a page to copy and paste, either the whole piece or excerpts. And again, I'm big on excerpts here. Uh, you can create a table of contents that would link to that student's page. So you have a table of contents. You might have, you know, just the name Susie. When you click on Susie's name, it brings you to Susie's excerpt. And you can do this by the class or by the whole grade level. We have done that um, in my school for our poetry unit. Again, that's a different type of writing that kids would actually want to read the whole piece. And I will tell you, it is a very, very good way to share writing and publish it. All right, celebrating. Not everyone is going to agree with this, but I believe in celebrating in some way, shape or form at the end of a long reading or writing unit. Um, I've come up with some creative ideas along the way. Some are obviously more simple than others and lend themselves to certain units better than others. 
but here are some ideas to get you started. Okay, you could put kids into small groups to share pieces or parts of their final product. And you would maybe want to mix that up and not have them with their original writing partner who's already seen their work. This one I love. I have kids stand in a big circle and I have them read certain lines as I call them out. So for example, I can say simile and everybody would go around and just read their simile. Then I might say lead and everyone would go around and just read their lead. I might say vocabulary word and everybody would go around and read their best vocabulary word that they used. And it's just a very fun and interactive and no prep way to do something easy to celebrate their writing. All right, the next one's a little more involved, but it's definitely up my alley. And I've, I've done this for all of my writing pieces, except for during the pandemic, obviously, and that is to create a cafe setting with mu quiet music, dim lights and refreshments. Um, I had kids partner up and share their piece with each other. And I have them kind of rotate around so they can hear a bunch of different uh, writing pieces. And again, I know I I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but you could just do an excerpt as well. The next one is really fun if you can make it work, and that is to share writing with your younger or older grades and partner kids up for that. Another idea, invite your administration in for a special author's day. I have really great administrators and they get really jazzed up and happy for this. And they absolutely love being invited in just to, you know, enjoy that. Another thing I've done, I've shown videos related to my unit as a celebration. So for example, if you're writing a personal narrative, you could show an episode of the show The Wonder Years as it really is a series of personal narratives. We've done historical fiction pieces and then I've shown an episode of Little House on the Prairie, um, which believe it or not, kids love and I love it so much. So I don't know if I'm kind of infecting them with my <laughs> love for Little House on the Prairie, but it works. Another one is a, is a really fun one to do. Have kids pick a song that relates to their writing piece. Compile a class playlist and play some of the songs and have kids talk about why they chose that song. Okay, so that was a lot to take in as usual. We talked about revision, editing, grading, publishing, and celebrating. And again, if this is overwhelming for you to listen to, I really get it. I hope you will consider signing up for my course because I explain it all in a video with a slideshow presentation to look at. You get a copy of the slideshows plus a workbook <coughs> that guides you to creating and implementing your first full unit. And don't forget to grab your free writing workshop lesson and workbook to see if my course is right for you. I will also link my full writing workshop units in case you are more interested in just having a full unit already planned and at your disposal. These are month-long units and include all the skills, mini lessons, discussion, mentor text, and assessment pieces. 
be sure to check them out in the show notes. And don't forget to tune in next week. Even though we are finished with our mini lesson series on writing, we're going to shift our focus on what to do now in the summer so that you're not stressed out when school starts. And don't worry, I'm not going to put you to work. I'm just going to help you do a few simple things that are going to make returning to work a little less stress-free. I can never promise that it will be stress-free because I'm not a magician. (laughs) There will be lots of actionable tips, so don't forget to tune in. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.